before we get started, I just want to let you all know the audio isn't the best, but it's not bad. But I just want you all to hang in there. This is part two of Deadly Devotion. I had this sister on who was engaged to a pastor and guess what he did but see you'll have to find out you have to listen to the rest of the episode i just want to let y'all know ahead of time about the audio but please hang in there and whatever you're doing right now i need you to follow me on whatever audio platform you're listening to me all right enjoy the show on today's episode of black girls getting their shift together as a, um, they have to do the investigation. He was a victim in a sense that he witnessed, you know, this horrific incident in front of him. And so they went from there and it was some good investigation. Wow. So I'm going to say they, that team did good investigation too. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. The Tribe Vibe is a twist on ladies' night, focusing on self-care for black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. So her and I, she was like, you sure? So I got in the car. I was driving, crying, mad, mad. And then I started getting mad and bold and talking mess and da-da-da-da-da. And then he called me like, you got nerve to show up at my house. I said, Ian, man, I'm your fiance. I should be able to show up when I want to because you can show up at my house when you want to, because I know I'm not doing anything. How could you do this to us? What in the hell? Wow. And I said to him, I hope she's worth it. And I hung up in his face and then he kept calling me and then all this big, big, big couple of days later. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I had he had positioned his female relatives to help too. So he had manipulated them so bad. I would get calls from them. Oh, he loves you. He's so sorry. I haven't seen her. Please give him a chance. 
So nobody really knew I had that other part happening as well. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, they really didn't mean any harm. I thought they were my girls looking out for me mm. being a female and telling me he was probably telling them, well, you know, I care for, you know, cause I get, I know I care for Cindy more. He really wants to be, he's just trying to figure out out of the relationship or just different things they would tell me. Right. Right. But on the flip side, they started telling me you deserve better. Than him, you don't need to be with him. But I was so gone ahead, I wasn't hearing it now because you were just saying the other thing. Mm -hmm. So really, all this time, you know, I found out later my friends and my family was petrified. They saw it, but they could only do but support me, right? Because telling me tearing them down knew that I wasn't gonna leave. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You, you, we see it when we're ready to see it. They just prayed a lot. I heard they prayed yeah. a whole lot and never gave up on me. So let's talk about the incident. I, and I didn't get to this part in the book, so I'm probably going to ask a lot of questions, but I don't know like how did anything lead up to that actual event. Well, of course it did, but help us out. Like what, what happened? Because I know in, in the, I did put in the um, book, um, I'm trying to think of just, there was a lot of things happening uh, mm -hmm. with the church. He, in that, that, that January, because we were, we started going to, I told him what I happened. I, I remember telling his niece. Mm -hmm. Only way, only way he can even deal with me. We have to go to therapy. Check. I just gave you the map, the map to what I need for you to do, opposed to shutting my mouth and just mm -hmm. saying it's over. Let you figure it out, which he would have never figured out, and and I would have probably healed and kept it moving. But I gave right. her that that I gave her the roadmap. Right, right. Sometimes women, you just got to really only person you need to be talking to at that level is really God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. I remember saying that to her a couple of hours later. Please give me a chance to talk to you. We can go to therapy. Damn. Never thinking that she had said that to him. Damn. I'm so daggone gone. I, that, that went right over my head. Mm. Are you willing to go to therapy? Yes. Anything to be with to keep you. Okay. I'm going to set it up. If you wanted to go to therapy, then you should have put the effort. That's mm -hmm. what you're looking for. You, why am I putting the effort together? Just, just show up. Just you know, do I went through everything, mm -hmm. set it up. We're going to therapy. Mr. Mitchell probably saw a whole lot as he was trying to navigate through what was going on. Now and, he was a therapist. Yes. Okay. Um, I remember we had to write a letter and then tear the letter up after we wrote it. He started going into the childhood, and I had found out some different things even in that therapy session. He was sending, he was, he would give us books that we need to read and stuff. Um, one of them was the five love languages. Y'all need to know each other's love language. It was a lot of help healing. It was a lot of healing. I'm, he's texting it and putting in his notes. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the same thing. And I went and purchased all the books. He didn't purchase nothing. <laughs> so, this sounds so familiar. So wow. we go, he's yeah. checking that. So then in March, his father drops dead at his church after oh. singing 
so he loses his father because I had just told him I'm stepping away from all of this and he was going to be gone for two weeks with the military so I said give me those two weeks to figure it out that was on I told him that on the seventh no on the eighth after I had went to church but by the time all of that was finished in the conversation, mm -hmm. or I, I told him that week prior, um, I ended up, he begged me. He used his mom a lot too, because I was really mm -hmm. close to his mother. Right. So he used the mom to, he was like, hey, my mom need a ride to the church. I have to be there early. Can you get her? Okay, fine. I'll do it. This is March 8th. I remember making sure she was good before I left to go home because I was going to a baby shower. His mother used my phone to call her husband. Hey, Cindy's leaving now. I'm just waiting on you to get here. Okay. That was the last conversation. I remember mm -hmm. going to the baby shower. I was there for a while and then I ended up leaving. I wasn't feeling good. Something was just weird to me. So I get home. I go to, to kind of lay down and, and chill. I get a phone call from his sister screaming. Be careful gone. how you say this. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. That's all she was telling me. Oh, okay. His father had passed away. Mm -hmm. That's March. Then the preacher, the, the head bishop came. He preached at the funeral. And at that point, he reached to William to preach at what we call the convocation, which was huge. That was a huge thing to do. So William asked me to go with him to sit up in the front with the first ladies and all of that. He always brought me to the convocation. I always went to those things for pretty much the whole 10 years. That was huge. We leave from there. Now, this is in, I think, April. So I'm leading up to June. So April, we leave from there, but we had to go do something with this job where we were going to go to North Carolina. So which means I was going to be there for two weeks. I didn't bring all my items with me. Mm -hmm. to that location so i left some of my stuff in his house okay so we come back after he had preached everything was good we were supposed to go out to dinner then all of a sudden he leaves out for a moment and then he comes back and he's talking on the phone screaming where i can hear him what are you doing at my house i'm gonna call the police right now nobody told you to be in my house i'm like who are you talking to did it sound fake or phony now, yeah, I I thought it was really in a situation, but now that I know what was going on, then I get a text message from his niece saying she found your pink bag. I was like, who is she? That's when I put together. She was at his house cleaning or doing whatever she do when he goes out of town. And my pink bag was at the house because it was the rest of my clothes. I wasn't going to drag all those clothes. Right. With me for two weeks and that was <laughs> I was about to leave and just go home and he begs me to stay but then he makes me feel like I, you know I go with him and his sister and the husband out to go and eat I'm sitting there like why am I still letting this beat me down I'm mm -hmm. sitting out eating lunch and this just transpired mm -hmm. we're sitting on the porch I see the car go by, which was her car. I, it was like, that was her car. She drove right past us. Oh. This is after her and I had found out we were both engaged to him, but supposedly she had broke it off or they had broke it off, but obviously it hadn't. Let's go. 
I go out of town with him to North Carolina. So I don't leave. We go to North Carolina. All these text messages are coming. Now, in the midst of this, him and I have been looking for a house. I get a text message from his sister to say, Kendra just showed me the same house you and him just looked at. Girl, stop. What? Oh, my God. We're... So now it's going downhill. One of his guys that he worked with, I was really good friends with the young man. And I remember I was just, my my mind was spinning. I, I was like, I was here, but I was not here. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving that dinner after I had found that out because I was sick to my stomach. He kept fussing about a toothbrush. And I'm like, let's just stop at a store. Mm-hmm. You could have bought a toothbrush, but you were whining saying that I misplaced your toothbrush because I used to pack his clothes whenever we right. went on trips. I packed right. everything for him. We stopped when I run inside his um, person that worked for him. He was he was the guy's boss. He looked. I don't know why. Well, I do know why he came in, but he looked at me and he's like, Cindy, you got to go. I was like, what? He said, you got to let this go. You deserve better. Wow. Like, please don't, please don't tell him I said this to you. Mm. But you deserve better. You give so much. That shit hit. Now that was that wasn't a red flag. That was a red cloth of all. That was everybody's flag. That was a blanket. Yes. And all I did was take the blanket and put it over my head mm-hmm. and didn't listen. We do that. We we do do that. Yeah. He cried, literally cried out to me. He looked me in my face. This is a young white guy. And said, please. And I, I said, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm in the I'm in the bag on grocery in the drugstore crying, but I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So I pull it together. I get back in the car. On the way home, um, he didn't drive. We were in in a van. On the way home, he's studied texting or doing stuff. I just really didn't talk to him. So I get mm-hmm. back. This is because I think I think Kendra and I had had a text message because I apologized to her for the pink bag or whatnot. You don't need to be in all our relationships. She was like, him and I are in a relationship. I said, I tried to talk to you. I thought, I said, you know what? Leave it alone. She's delusional. That's that's my thought. I'm just delusional. We're both delusional. Right. So I get back. Um, he was, I had designed a tattoo for him. He was coming up to Atlanta. So now we're reaching into May. May is when we're, they're having a church preacher's appreciation. I um, He had called me that Saturday. He was upset and he was crying, saying that he had missed his father. And so I knew this was coming because we had ended up going to church every other. I would go every other Sunday. He was like, well, you shouldn't be driving down so much. That's because I found out he was taking her one Sunday and taking me the other Sunday. So we all being paraded in front of the church. Has anyone in the church said anything to you all? To me? Yes. Uh, uh, one lady did. One could who could reach out to me reached out to me and just was like making sure I was okay. And she was so sorry. And they were saying, I think they also pushed the limit, pushed the envelope as well, because what they were seeing that church to go for, because it was more men in this church. The oh, other okay. church he preached at was predominantly women. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they just probably was like, we just want to look at them. 
But mm -hmm. this church, it was a lot of married couples in there and it was men that was not putting up with it. Mm -hmm. So I believe there was a push on that. That's what started the ball rolling and spinning as well. So now we're into May before the incident. So May 31st, I remember I do get up. I go to the church. I was like, why am I laying in the bed? Hey, appreciating him, the church. You know, I'm supposed to be there with him. So I drive there. Um, I had spoken to his sister earlier um, to let her know that I was coming because she was a associate preacher as well. So when I get there, um, one of the church members, she was like, oh, I'm so glad you came. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm surprising him. She was like, that is so good. So I text him, hey, I made it. I know I should have been here. You know, here I am. Oh, I'm sitting down in the pew with the program in my hand. He tells, he texts me, they canceled it. <laughs> we're not going to have it. They were fussing about it was too much money. As I read it, I look up, Kendra walks in. <gasps> oh! I said, oh, now I understand. She comes in and his young his youngest daughter, his youngest daughter sits down by me and Kendra sits next to her. He's sitting, he's sitting up in the, he's sitting up in the front. Cause you know, they're, they're, you know, everybody's giving him accolades or whatnot. I could only imagine what those church members were, <laughs> were thinking and saying. Oh my God. I could see Kendra's leg just bobbing and he was texting me and he was texting her. I know she was probably going off on him. I'm trying to ignore him. Then he tells me his mother failed and that I needed to drive to go to be with his mom because she failed. Normally, that's what I do because that's. Um, but you didn't this time? No, I sent a message to his sister who was sitting on the up in the pew. Um, I said, your mom failed. Is she OK? She says, yes, my daughter is with her. I said, well, William said I need to leave to go. She was like, no, you don't. So she wait, so while this church, this service is going on, all this text messaging is going on at the same time. Wow. Okay. I just had to get clarity on that. So, okay. So mom is, mom is okay. Yes. Kendra gets up and she walks out for a moment. She was probably trying to gather her thoughts and get herself together. Then she comes back in and she sits down. Church goes through everything. Was her hair in a ponytail? No, she should have oh. had it in a ponytail. I've been right there with her. Now I would have been right there with her. Yeah. I can only, because she had been with him for 15 years. I had been with him for 10. That long. She kept saying that. Um, so at the church, we're in the back. The sisters was like, you two need to talk. I said, I, I'm, she's sitting right there next, near me. She's one chair over and we're in the back where we're having dinner. And I said, I reached out to you to talk to you so I can get a better understanding. And I'm like, I'm sitting in my head. Like, what do you need to understand? There's nothing to understand. He is cheating on both of us. Why is my self-esteem that low? Why is hers? We're both mentally beat down. Right, right. Not wanting to let go of someone who don't care nothing about us. But I could not see to that point. It's almost like you're battling 
Yeah. If I let them go, she wins. It's not a yeah. And women, I know we think that. We do think that. And that's where my mind was. I'm not going to lose. This is the wrong time to be competitive. This is nothing to be competitive for. Mm-hmm. This is when you cut your losses. And, mm-hmm. and then I looked, oh my gosh, 10 years. I, almost 10 years I've been with this person. This, I can work through it. We're in counseling. <sighs> and, and your children, they're the ones suffering the most. And you find out this later when you wake up. Mm-hmm. So we leave. Um, she gets up to go say, well, he needs to come out here with us. And then I, whatever happened down there, I didn't see it. But she's like, he's blaming me or something to that effect. I had had enough. I had bought him some popcorn. Uh, not popcorn. I bought him a, a card. I gave him his card, his thing for depreciation. And I left. I gave him a hug and I left. So they could deal with whatever they need to deal with. Halfway down, I got a, I received a text message from her. Well, she had my name and his name. And she said, I guess it's my side, Cindy's side and your side. We don't know what your side is. And I told her, I tried to reach out to you. I tried to talk through this and blah, blah, blah. But you didn't. Later on, there was there was some text message between myself and his, his niece. But later on, um, the text messages that were actually used in court, uh, Kendra and I talking back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm re- re- revealing things that were transpiring because like I said, we both had a key and she said something about the latch that was on the door. I said, well, maybe he put that latch on the door so we don't end up there at the same time. And she said, well, he told me it was something about some work person right, um, at the job. And then we, she talked about, I told him what happens in the dark is going to come to light. That was actually used. And, um, she said, I wouldn't be lying that I don't still love him. I know you love him, but my children are older. We just got to move on, something to that effect. But all of that was read in in court because I screenshot all that and sent it to the detectives. Mm-hmm. Then I received a phone call that my aunt had passed away. And so I was like, I can't. this is just the worst day. And so Kendra was like, I'm so sorry. Um, she was like, God bless you. I said, God bless you to you. And we kind of ended the text. So trying to uplift each other, yet and still, we're both wanting to still be with this movie. Right. That's May 31st. June 1st, he had an appointment in Atlanta to finish his tattoo. And we also had an appointment to go to the therapist. I went to the therapist by myself. There's a lot of words said to me by the therapist. He went to get the finishing of his tattoo and he just kept texting me, begging me to meet him at Tanger Outlet. He wanted to talk to me. I was nervous because what is this? You know, I had almost told myself, if this don't end well, we get into a fight. I knew he had already showed me carry. I know he carried a gun all the time. Pow, pow. Oh, I mean, a pow, pow. (laughs) Bang, bang, pow. Yeah, he carried a bang, 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 bang. And I'm like... I'm going to be fine. I called my best friend. I was like, hey, I'm going to go meet him. Let me hear what he's going to say. And I'm done. Oh, he spilled it out. Uh, he gave me everything of, I'm so sorry, crying the whole nine. I really want to go through. We're in therapy. I want to make this work. You have treated me like the king and I don't deserve to be treated. Everything I needed to hear. The blueprint. Yeah. And I said, he said, give me two weeks. 
I'll give you two weeks of just, we won't talk conversation. I really want you to think this through. Now you say that, but then you ask me to pick you up from the airport on June 5th. Pick him up at the airport, drop him off. We had made a decision to get married June 12th. We're just going to go to the courthouse. I've been through all of this, but I'm still willing because I think counseling is going to help us. We're going to work it through. If he's married, he's going to be committed to me because he's chosen to marry me. This is all in my mind. And I was willing to go through with it. Okay. I go to my aunt's funeral, come back from um, New Jersey. I remember I was supposed to, he was texting me on June 10th, which is my daughter's birthday. June 12th, um, that night of the 11th, he said, make sure you're there. I forgot what time I was supposed to pick him up. I was like, well, we're going to be pushing it, trying to make it to the court. Right. And I said, well, okay, I will be there to pick you up. I remember going to sleep. Um, I remember a friend calling me, but I'm one of them ones. I will answer the phone and, and be asleep and throw it down. And don't. Mm -hmm. Only time I remember the phone call ringing was at 106, June 12th. A.M. Mm -hmm. All I hear is she's taken. Well, no, he said she bang bang to the head, bang bang to the head. What? And that was, was like, him. Call William calling you. Saying like, that. Yes, I'm like what? And so I'm like, you you stop and say, I thought you were in a whole nother state. Cause I'm supposed to, you're supposed to be yeah. flying in that comes across. I was like, then I started rationalizing. Oh, he flew in early because I made the statement. Do you think we'll make it to the court in time? So he was going to call me in the morning to come on down. That's how I rationalized that. And he said, no, 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 no. Then I think his, I was like, okay, I'm on my way. I'm thinking she don't lost it. I was like, is the cops there? <laughs> yes, they're here. I had, I had that. Well, I, I remember waking up one of my daughters. Something has happened. I'm trying to throw stuff in a suitcase. I'm heading down there. I end up calling my best friend. And in the midst of me talking to my best friend, um, I get a text from his sister saying that she was deceased. Oh. And it was a whirlwind at, at that um, point. Of course, all the investigation. I remember what was said to me about picking him up. And then, of course, I'm there. I tell the investigator my credentials. So you were still a cop at this time, right? Mm -hmm. Oh. I tell her that, and I tell her that we were supposed to get married today. And she said, what? Because they had the 911 tape, which is on YouTube. The 911 conversation, the whole 911 call is on YouTube. Is this the same lady? What's the name? Was it Oxygen? Yes. Was that the same cop on Oxygen yes. that you talked to? The lady yes. with the blonde hair? Yes, Sergeant Rutherford. Mm -hmm. She, she, um, the Oxygen is telling the view of a of the, the investigation from the detective's point of view. I didn't even know it was even coming on or it was even being put together. I found out when it hit the air because my one of my aunts called me and said, "Hey, what is what's your ex fiance name again? Was it William?" She's like, never mind. That just saw your, you know, they just said your name. Mm. I said, say what? So they were able to get their part out. So 
the story that initially that you were told is that she unalived herself. Yes. So how did they prove that or if he did it or were they trying to blame it on you or? Of course, you every detective has to look at all parties. You know, you're going to look at my phone. You're going to look at, you know. Were you scared or were you just so numb? I was so numb. I, I was so numb. I knew I had nothing to do with nothing. I wasn't worried about that part. But mm -hmm. anybody can lie and flip the script. I started planning in my head where I know at one point she he must have been encouraging her to say, well, tell her to come down here. And we all talk about it. It could have mm -hmm. all ended with I had to kill her. Uh, oh. I had to do this uh -huh. to, because she was doing that. So I was saving. It could have went all kinds of ways. Had I just went over to the house oh to have a confrontation, God. to have a conversation. So he put out what he put out. Mm. And so it was a lot of work. She had to do. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't wanted this case. Damn. But the the oxygen. When I saw oxygen and saw all the. That's when I first saw all the evidence. I was like. So there were things that you never knew. That you found out. But I went back. I went back to him. I believe that she unalived herself. You did. Why? Because of my mind, where my mind was, I could see going there. I could see going there. And that's where I personalized where my mind was. So we have a question. Dwana wanted to know which episode was this on Oxygen? Uh, season three, episode two, Unholy Secrets. Unholy Secrets. Let me write that down. Because I was trying to scrub... Hey, Linda, beautiful Linda. So, okay, let me put that in the chat. You said on oxygen. Yes, accident, suicide, or, well, that's the name of the TV show. That's right. Because <laughs> it has the red and white peels and all the designs. So it's it's on oxygen. Um, you said accident, unlived, <laughs> what is it, unlived? Unalived. <laughs> Unalive and um, no were committing that heinous yeah. crime. So how did they? And can somebody put it in the chat if you've seen that episode, or if you have not seen the episode, drop a one in the comment section. She said yes. It sounds familiar. Um, and if you all have any questions for Cindy, respectfully, drop them in the chat, please. So. How did they prove that he was it the same bang bang, the pow pow he had was used on her to unalive her or? Yeah, they did a very good. It was uh, apparently well when you see the TV show, they had a lot of concrete evidence from what I can see. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember in the news they said that he kept changing his story. Um, because Hell he's no. never directly told me what happened. I could hear different people in the house when all of the stuff was going on, um, talking about what could have happened. I remember when one of his cousins called me her name. 
Now, I should have got Hell up a little. Hell no. I would have shook the, not the table. I would have shook the house. And then he was like, I'm no. so sorry, Cindy. Oh. And then I started looking around at everybody. And I'm like, everybody that I had met with him, in my mind, they all knew. Well, I've been finding out yeah. a lot of people did not know. He was that manipulative. He <sighs> manipulated, I believe, he manipulated his sisters, his nieces. One sister was just not having it. She had <laughs> shut it off and it is what it is. I'm done. Thank you, Gia. Um. So, okay, good. I, I'm going to refer back to this so I can watch it. So after the incident happened, how soon did he, was he arrested that evening? Like how, oh, no. how he does was that a, he, he was treated as a, um, they have to do the investigation. He was a victim in a sense that he witnessed, you know, this horrific incident in front of him. And so they went from there and it was some good investigation. Wow. I'm going to say they, that team did good investigation too. Did they, uh, oh, well, I have so many questions. It's, so it's a lot of newspaper articles. It's a lot. When you Google his name, you'll see some of the, the, um, I think when his bond, when they said his bond, I remember hearing, his lawyer talk and they, they're talking things out and it was all the congregation. It was a lot of people there. You could see it on the, one of the YouTubes. I don't, I'm thinking it's still up there. Um, How soon was he arrested after the incident? I believe it was two months later. So really? they, had, they had to really deb in doing, they had a lot of people. to. Oh, it was so much that was coming out. I wonder and if I'm they like, talked to his kids. Huh? I wonder if the investigators talked to his kids. I'm not sure. I was, I was clear. Well, clearly they couldn't talk. You know, I had to do my part, but clearly right. I went back. Wait, what? After he pow powed her? Because she unalived herself. So it was almost as if someone bowed out of the competition. It was more of, I wasn't worthy. What do you mean? Um, because I had things that went that happened at my job. I was giving up on everything. And I think what happened at my job was really related to what they might have been thinking. So they kind of put it, it got deeper in the book. Okay, yeah. I found where I can prove I know what I didn't do. Um so. It was, I didn't go right back because eventually they, initially I, I was there. I was like, I, I remember saying to myself that I'm sitting here trying to console somebody who caused all this trauma with my head and her head spinning of the love we have for you and you just manipulated us. That was my first thought. I was so numb. And so I remember one of his aunt saying well i guess she is gonna go back because her competition is gone yeah and i was like no were you no. ever scared to be around him after the fact i think i was scared not to be around him 
Because oh, when you're closer, you can see. Then there came a point where I, I never told anybody that I was scared to be around him. I just mm. kept, I kind of, I really, I remember one time sitting there because I had started college and um, I was going for my bachelor's degree and we're talking crime and stuff because it was in criminal justice. And there was like, sometimes I was like, I don't even deserve, you know, if something happened to me, um, then I would be out of the pain. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Like, did she never did anything to me is how I definitely saw it. And I didn't right. do anything to her. I'm like, he was the problem, but I couldn't see. It's like, I don't deserve to be with anybody else. Well, yeah, that's yeah. a trauma bond, boy. Yeah. That he, he asked me to come back and he kept on and kept on because I remember they brought me back in to have another conversation. And this was right before they were going to serve the um, warrant. Mm -hmm. um, and she brought me in. I, I thought she was bringing me in to go over my statement again to make sure. So I was like, okay. That's no problem. I don't have a problem going in to go over my statement. I'm like, I know I didn't do anything wrong. Right. And so what she did was she pretty much, I look at it two ways from being in that field. She told me they had enough to move forward. To arrest him. To arrest him. So it threw me off. Like, why are you telling me? I made I, my understanding they might have been wanting to see what my actions were going to be because that's what I would have been looking at. You know, I, I've never been a that level of a type of detective. But let's see if she really involved. Let's give her let's see what she do with this information. She going to run back, tell him so he can run. Those are things that I thought about after the fact. So when she told me. I'm out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not. It's not for me to go and tell him I don't get in the middle of that. So when I leave he kept on calling me and kept on texting me. I didn't want to go. When she told me that, I had a fear that day. <laughs> like, still, I couldn't say it. He, no, he couldn't have done this. He couldn't have done that. I kept saying that in my head. Mm. But they had already had her funeral? Yes. Did you go? Oh, no. Okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't have either. He went. Not to, he went and viewed the body by himself. I said, if that's not looking at some, that's somebody going to look at their own work. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That is evil. That, that, that is something you see on a TV show. Yeah. This literally sounds like a movie. So I, um, I didn't, I, I remember her telling me and I was trying to figure out how to get back home. I had started really keeping a lot of stuff to myself because it was no point of exposing uh, my family of knowing really the level of trauma I was going through mm. of knowing um, that I knew they had a warrant and him trying to keep me to stay. He was like, I'll take you to dinner. I'm like, no, I want, I need to go back home. No. Why are you leaving? Why are you? He's like wanting me to stay and I'm wanting to go. And I remember I wouldn't get out. I don't think I, I, I got in my car and I wouldn't get back out my car. I was firm about heading back. And he kept on calling me. How are you just going to leave me? Then I stopped uh -huh. answering the phone. And so. Was he still going to work while they were. 
he um, initially he, yes because i mean you got he started some things happening at work but yes he was able to preach and everything because he's not you know he's innocent until so i <laughs> i um oh my god i was just waiting it was um I think it was four days later when they found me because I never said anything. It wasn't my place to say anything. You did this. You caused this. You go through it. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't my place. So he, um, I remember I was getting my hair done and I got a phone call. And when I saw it, I thought it was from the detective because it was her name showed up. Or no, it was um, the county where he was at showed up. And I answered the phone. He was like, hey, can you call my lawyer? They arrested me. What? And so it just kind of shook me. I remember getting up and just going outside because I didn't want anybody to see. I'm like, I'm crying. And I was I crying for him or was I crying for relief? Because Ooh. I had been dealing with this for four days. Mm. So I think it was more relief because you don't want to put yourself in this position. Mm-hmm. To be even questioned. Um, because I remember that day that it happened. Of course, she has children. He called the children that morning, saying I'm saying I'm sorry. I remember that. I remember him talking on the phone and didn't realize it was to one of her children. And then I think the children's father got on the phone and cussed him out. Really? And so then he hangs up the phone and he comes in and he's like, I was trying to call the girls to tell them how sorry. And then um, he going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you go to jail and all of this and that. So now he oh. turned on you. Huh? He well, he, he was just telling me what happened. Mm -hmm. And so I say to him, I was like, well, sound like you need a lawyer. So that 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 this woo, that's a lie. Oh yeah, see, and then I I know initially, my job they told me you know let them do the investigation. Don't try to do anything. So because I was like I was like I have text messages between her and I, and so they told me to shut her because I was trying to, I was going to send them to them, and so I just I stopped. So two years later, I get a phone call. I was back in law enforcement. I had left that job. I was back in law enforcement. So I didn't know you were a de you were a detective. At one point, I was. I've been a detective. I've worked Homeland Security. I've worked what? undercover. I've worked a lot of different areas. I did. I was know a theft that. and fraud detective. Yes. A what? A theft and fraud detective, and some really? I did some burglary detective. Um, well, cases as well. So you didn't get any blowback, pushback from the police department. Got a lot of pushback. It was a whole that's a whole nother story. Okay. If you all want Cindy to come back, drop a one in the chat. Oh, look what time it is. <laughs> oh, I know. We need to. So yeah, we're gonna press pause on this. Um yeah, grandbaby may be here. But um yeah. Oh goodness. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was that late. <sighs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I have all these. <laughs> I have a million text messages. Is the baby here? Uh... 
Nothing from there. Okay. So yeah, we'll uh press pause on this. Okay. I didn't realize how long it was either. I told you I'm a true crime junkie and mental oh. health as well. And all this is it was getting to that point, but we can always press pause for a moment. And you're getting someone, so people want you to come back. Oh, oh I know Sonia Porter asked the question. I don't know if yes. I answer, answer yeah. it real quick. Absolutely. So Sonia asked, do you think you would be the person name? you are now if you hadn't gone through what you did? Uh, no. That I know um, my test is a testimony. And telling my story is just one level of it. Now I want I want women to know what my mindset was to help them go mm-hmm. to that next um, level. I equated, there was something that I know we spoke about. I equated sex and love is one. Um, yeah. Especially with him. Mm-hmm. When I was going through the storm, I was like, no. And it's just, oh, my my daughter says she's not here yet. So <laughs> my grandbaby's not here yet. Grandma's coming. <laughs> Hold on, baby. <laughs> so that's my other daughter. <laughs> but I have um, a lot of people that's on here saw some of the storm, but because I left, um, I literally went black, changed my phone number. It was Some people tried to reach out. Some didn't even know how to reach out. I've heard stories of what was said about me at, um, really? at, my, at the police department. Um, oh, I've God. heard other people's like, I don't care what they said. I didn't believe none of it. You know, I've heard, I've heard more of, I didn't believe none of it opposed to, I did believe as in things that happened with me at the police department. But mm-hmm. I will say, I've, I, I can say my friends never really left me. Now they stood on the outside because they didn't know where my mindset was, which right. I, I appreciate it. Um, but I was all over the place and my mental health was shot. Right. It was done. So did I did. Go- go- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Group therapy. Yes. I yeah. had intense group therapy. Um, Cause I, I literally, one of the biggest hurdles that I had to face, well, not a big hurdle, but what helped me down off the cliff is one of my daughter's father had unlived himself. Oh. And I wasn't going to do that. Really? So I had to take it, take it, take it back. But I mean, people could have walked away from me and just said, hands off all that. But they didn't. I knew they were, I knew they cared about me from afar. And mm-hmm. some were very close um, and allowed me to talk through it. You know, if they judge me, I don't, I don't know, not the people who I know personally. Right. Um, well, speaking but, of the judging, can you talk about before we get off about um how some men have asked you questions about your kids? Oh, being a mother of five. Yeah. We had talked about that earlier. Yeah, I judge my I ju- I did a lot of judging of myself because you know they look at you and it was a discussion I had with um with a man mm-hmm. and they, they say that um they look at a woman you okay you got five children with five different fathers mm-hmm. so how many other men you don't been with because that's just the ones you had babies with 
Mm. And we can look at you negatively. I said, they didn't even have to judge me. I had already condemned and mentally said, but I was like, at this point in my life, you can go ahead and judge me. Mm -hmm. I'm walking the path that God has ordained from the day that I was born that I'm supposed to walk this path. Right, right. And survive and tell my story. So if you're going to condemn and shame on me because I have five children, that's on you. You look in the mirror and tell me what yours is. You can have five kids with one person who dogged you out and don't do nothing for you. So, you know, I did hit myself. You know, I was like looking at my children, like, I'm sorry that this happened, that you have different fathers. And then I would mess with them. I was like, because all of y'all are so special. I gave you your own daddy. There it is. So, <laughs> but yes, uh, a man could judge me. Um, I could judge them, but it's, it, I'm not going to judge anyone. If someone is for me, they're for me. Right. Absolutely. But I had to learn how to be careful because I noticed a lot of them was like, long as I can get the panties and you got all these children, I don't have to, I ain't going to commit to you. Right. We can, I could pretend I can get the roadmap. Of which... Oh, her computer stopped. If you all can see me and hear me in real time, can you drop a one? I don't know if I have uh, frozen as well. Cause Cindy has Cindy, if you can hear me, you can, Go out and come back in if you need to. So you can hear me. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Gia. Gia, I don't know what the last... Okay. So, okay. Well, I guess her grandbaby that's coming out she pulled the plug. So <laughs> grandbaby said, I'm coming, so I'm pulling the internet. So we're going to conclude this. This was really good. Thank you all so much for, yep, there she goes. Um, thank you all for tuning in. This was a story. I mean, my God, it was a lot more detailed than I thought. And Cindy had said that there's more, her Wi-Fi went out. Okay, no worries. We're going to come back. So yeah, again, um, it just goes to the mindset and I love, I love how transparent that Cindy has been and that her, I believe that her being transparent the way she has been, has aided to her healing and not judging herself or carrying any guilt and, um, that's a brave person that is truly a superwoman where you can come up in your authentic self. So some parts in her book, let me get my notes because it was relatable to me as well. She had mentioned how she had a pattern of ignoring red flags. Now you all drop a one if this sounds familiar to you and then please drop a one for me because I've done this as well. Ignoring red flags in relationships ignoring your intuition, the intuition that we were born with. As a matter of fact, uh, Linda is on here, this call, at least she was. And she told me years ago how we are born with this intuition that's innately ours and that we, we ignore it because we want the best for a relationship that ultimately is just not good for us. So um, 
Oh, here she comes back. And then she talked about ignoring her feelings. I've been guilty of this as well. And when we ignore our true selves, <laughs> we don't come up as our own. Oh, let me tag her in. We don't come up with our own authentic self, you know, and I can tell when she's speaking, she's a healing woman because <laughs> she can now go back and look and see. I can go back, look and see, and we won't take these red flags and make them into red blankets with pretty red flowers on it, knowing that it's just a toxic ass red blanket, red flag. Uh, Antonio has a message for you, Cindy. She said, my friend, don't ever let ignorance hold you down. Love you and proud to call you my friend. Oh. Okay, Tony. <laughs> him and his wife, I think we're on there. I think him and his uh, wife. Yeah. Thank you. That's my brother. <laughs> so since we're going to press pause on this, are there any parting words you'd like to share with everyone? Yes, I, I am healing. It's, it's a fight every day. And just know if you're going through it, press pause, review, and look at what's going on. They're giving you all the signs. Ladies, men, whoever's in a situation, with, especially a narcissistic person, Mm -hmm. you have to just, just take your time and pause and really, really look and make it make sense. If it don't make sense, it don't make sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm going to keep moving forward. Absolutely. Keep talking, be vulnerable with yourself. You got to look in the mirror and just really be vulnerable with yourself. You're going to see it. Absolutely. Checking off the don't give them the roadmap of what you won't accept because that's what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't give that's them the true. That's true. I love what you said about being vulnerable. Uh, sometimes we feel that being vulnerable is a weakness and then we go on with this mask on, but vulnerable, being vulnerable is a strength because it could excite a lot of people. I can just think back in my past, if I would have shown up as my true vulnerable self, I wouldn't have presented myself as how I wanted the relationship to be as opposed to looking at it for what it really is. Right. Set the boundaries and say the word no and stick to it. I love it. I <laughs> love it. Can you tell everybody where they can purchase your book? I dropped the link, but I can drop it again. Yes, it's, it's definitely on Amazon if you Google my name um, without the Cindy. Also, it is on Target online. It's on Barnes and Noble online. It's it's really <laughs> anybook.com. And if you put in the title of it, it will show up. So some people have purchased it in the UK. What? Um, but they have, um, if, if, if enough is purchasing it at Barnes and Noble, I've, I've been told they'll bring it in the store to put on the shelf. But you can go to Barnes and Noble and Target.com to purchase it. Okay. So, so it is in paperback. <laughs> I know. See, I have a Kindle. I don't know how I, I can't get it signed. I would love yes. to get it autographed, but you know, eh. oh. I, I'll take a podcast. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk. 
Uh, okay. Well, thank, you. thank you so much. And congratulations on your new grandbaby coming in to this world. Okay, thank you for having me. Yes. You're so welcome. You. You're so welcome. Right. So welcome. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If you have any show topics you'd like me to cover, hit me up in my DMs on all social media, Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Tell me a topic you want to hear. Or if you want to be a guest on this show, remember anything, self-development, relationships, mental health, uh, coaching, you name it. Let me know and we can make it happen over here. You all have a great evening and we'll see Cindy on another podcast with me. <laughs> Good night, Cindy. Right. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> this is for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Hit your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti. Black girl magic, melanin popping. Whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie and savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls.